Thank you for tuning in to Splat Attack. This episode, we will be ranking every episode of My Brother and Me with special guest Prime from Prime Nostalgia Podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit the like button and subscribe. If you are listening on a podcast app, please leave us a review. We love bringing nostalgic love to you all, and these are simple ways to help keep our channel growing. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe to our Patreon. We have exclusive episodes, live streams, and more. Our schedules are often full, but we try to get all these episodes out for early access as well. You can find us at patreon.com slash splatattack. Now let's check in with Prime to rank the entire series of My Brother and Me. <laughs> Welcome, chumps and chumpettes, to Splat Attack, a 90s podcast that dives into our slime-filled past. I'm your fashion fly white guy, co-host Brett. (laughs) And I am none of that, but still your co-host, your slime-tastic co-host, Alex. Wait, you don't want to be chilling with your homies? I am really excited. No, 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 I am am not funky fresh. What in, I am way too white for that. <laughs> okay. What is we talking about? Are we talking about Fresh Prince? What are we talking about? Well, here's the story about Dee Dee and Alfie, and that you come to the place of Charlotte, North Carolina. Do, 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 do. Yeah. No, no, wrong, wrong neck of the woods. This is uh, this is uh, my brother and me, believe it or not, and this is the first time we're talking about it on our podcast, and it's a doozy because we'll be ranking every single episode of the series. But don't worry, it's not going to be a behemoth of an episode quite like uh, our Power Rangers one where we ranked 50 monsters from season one, which was quite the marathon. Um, This is just going to be like 13 episodes, so it should go a lot faster than that. And also for those who haven't checked out our other Patreon exclusive ranking um, of Muscular Beaver Saga episodes, definitely go check that out on Patreon. so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super stoked to finally be covering my brother and me because it's like a cult classic among the '90s nostalgia community, '90s yes, community, and uh, very much. You know, I'm we're we're just gonna dive right into it and find out what makes it fun and really special to all of us. Well, um, thankfully, uh, our special guest has not run away in terror after <laughs> our intro. So, who is our special guest joining us for this? I'm getting to the spirit, Alex. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. So uh, before before we tackle this ranking list, let's uh, see who's at the door because I just heard a doorbell. Who could it be at the Parker residence today? It's me, P-R-I-M-E, and uh, I'm here. Hopefully, I'm not breaking up for you guys. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best. So. Hopefully it sounds good. Hopefully we you know have a good time making these episodes. Heck yeah! Thanks for joining us today, Prime. We've been wanting to hang out with you since our um, 
90s holiday specials all the way in season one. So we're, we're glad to have you here today and, um, you know, help us rank this, this very beloved 90s Nick show with us. Yeah, very, very popular, very good show. And uh, mm-hmm. my, my uh, ratings might surprise you, but okay. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll be very curious where we line up and where we differ wildly. Um, before we jump into things, I'm, I'm curious, what are your earliest memories of My Brother and Me? Did you watch it when it first came out in 1994 or did you catch it later? Uh, I very much caught this later. I think I caught it, I don't remember if it was like rerunning when I was watching it, but I do remember watching it on the internet, not actually on TV. So I've never seen this actually on TV, just the internet and reruns, maybe uh, uh, Daily Motion or something. So, so my, my memories of my brother and me, believe it or not, I caught it when it first aired, uh, actually by accident, because I was flipping through my uh, TV in my parents' living room while we were living at my grandmother's uh, way back in 94. And I remember seeing it like a commercial for it, like, oh, here's the premiere of my brother and me coming up. And I'm like, my brother and me, what is that? Is, I've never even heard of it before. And then I just decided to stick around instead of change the channel. Um, because I was watching Nicktoons that day. It was a Wednesday. I remember that distinctly. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Two brothers who don't quite get along. It's a little bit like Pete and Pete. But, you know, they still go on fun adventures and they invite their friends through various, uh, you know, funny situations. And, you know, I, I kind of forgot about it after watching a couple episodes back then. But I recently went back to it after listening to some... Uh, Big Orange Couch episodes that they did episodes reviews of, specifically the charity and uh, Dee Dee's haircut. And I just rediscovered the magic all over again when watching it. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it just as much as I did when I first saw it air. My earliest memory, I remember watching it on its first run. Uh, I watched it on the network when it came out. And um, I didn't remember seeing any commercials for it. I just remembered it showing up and I was excited because it's something new and for Nickelodeon to have something new was always a big deal uh, and I never really caught the commercials because uh, I never paid attention to the commercials until they had an ID or a bumper or a short or something but I never really paid attention to the commercials uh, so whenever this came on I was Ooh, what is this and uh, then my brother and me was the title. And I was really excited about this because I do have an older brother. And as much as I love my older brother, when we were kids, there was a lot of, conflict? I don't want to say, yeah, there was definitely a lot of conflict. There was a lot of moments when we were, we would bond, but we were always butting heads more so than we did uh, get along as, as, as kids. And um, especially since he's eight years older than I am and mm-hmm. he's not wanting to do kid stuff anymore. I'm more into preteen and then teenage stuff. And then I, I could never catch up to him. So there, there was always that. So I always was relating to Alfie and uh, I, I do want to, Say, and this has been said several times before by others, but as an adult, we understand how important representation is. At least we ought to. Uh, as a kid, I never thought about representation. I never thought about what that was like. Uh, I didn't re- even begin to understand the importance of having pretty much an all-black cast on Nickelodeon. I, I just saw this. I mean, I grew up watching shows like the Cosby show and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Family Matters. So to see this on Nickelodeon, it was just 
this is cool. I, I, I'm used to this. I like this. And I was relating to the little brother. Again, there was some representation and I didn't even think about that. But I did find it really cool that I was able to relate to this show because the show was, it was real. I mean, it was just a family. There were, And I didn't really see anything that was having to push any boundaries. As a child, I didn't see it. As an adult, I can respect it a whole lot more. But uh, I really liked what this show. I loved how it uh, pretty much spoke to your the the average family at that time, and it was it was great. It was great fun, and I absolutely saw every bit that was happening between Alfie and Dee Dee happen between me and my brother. So it it was it was pitch perfect. Yeah. I relate to it too because believe it or not, my brother's eight years younger than me, so I was definitely the Alfie of the of the pair. And uh, I, I found found it interesting. While like they, there were many times where they couldn't tolerate each other. There were also other times where they worked together, put aside the differences to solve a problem. Whether it was like find the snake that ran loose, or like you know sell candy, or you know even um, you know make the other one feel better when they didn't make the basketball tryouts. There's a lot of heart that goes into this show. And uh, it can't be understated uh, enough how how much of a treat it was to experience this on Nickelodeon because there really was no other show quite like it in terms of like the casting, the tone, uh, the subject matters that they tackled. It was it's very well rounded for a show that at that time, and it's surprising that they never got past the first season. But due to like a lot of what people have said about the show or even the creators, there was like some uh, conflict, like the brothers that you know their creative differences made it difficult for them to get past that and unfortunately uh, a season two was planned but never materialized and if there were any major creative differences i'm glad there isn't because yeah. who who knows how much because uh, we've seen it in shows like space cases season one was very much the creator show season two there was a lot of studio interference by nickelodeon and who knows what would have happened to my brother and me season two with studio interference so yeah or or so you're sure it's season three for that matter since they didn't make it that yeah. far so I, I would have loved to see more like many many people would love to see more of my brother and me i'm glad we have what we have and it stopped there prime any other thoughts that no nah, y'all kind of took it i was just gonna say uh even though uh i i I personally wish it would have gotten a season two, but like y'all just said, with interference and stuff. But also, I think sometimes it takes a while for people to actually know that a show is going on sometimes. So sometimes, like, sometimes word of mouth is your only mode of translation, especially back then, your only mode of watching a show. So you got to, like, tell people to tell people to tell people to watch it. And then by the time, you know, you don't get all your, your friends to watch it, it's over. And it's like, well, it's not really like a way, like, be honest what way was there for kids to let the network know they that they like the show other than watching it you know it's kind of like write to them yes yeah, it's, it's like you can write to them sure but it's like yeah this is a we're gonna listen to a kid rather than our bank account so uh, you know sometimes it just happens yeah i mean considering it aired between october 15th 1994 and january 1595 that was a very small window for a lot of people to catch it even if it was advertised occasionally on commercials and you know, other channels or anywhere they got it out. Um, it was just a very under the radar show. And 
considering that Keenan and Kel came about like a year or two after it, it really feels a lot like the the not the breeding ground but like where they played around with ideas here and then they took it to the next level as it was more developed uh for keenan and kel to continue with its own you know standing and they also had their own uh, following too yeah yeah that was a big help big helpers in action big helpers in action but I think also having that testing ground for my brother and me also gave them the confidence to move forward with it because they knew that this formula worked to an extent. Uh, because by that time, when Keenan and Kello came out, they did a lot of reruns of my brother and me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they reran that thing over and over and over and over and over until uh, about Keenan and Kel came out. Well, with that being said about uh, my brother and me, we might as well just start off the ranking. Okay, so ranking my brother and me. The first episode that we're going to go with is based on the, I don't know if it's the IMDb order or the DVD order, but we're just going to do our best to go through them based on what we have in our notes. And we'll give you both titles in case you're familiar with one or the other Simsters. Uh, So starting off, we have the quest for Kendall's autograph, also known as the charity. Um... What do you guys have to say about this episode? What stood out to you? What'd you like? What'd you not like? What do you want to give it for a grade? So for me, I'm not going to say my ranking just yet, but I will say, I will say, there's a monster. I would definitely, I I would definitely rank it higher if it wasn't Kendall Gill. No offense to Kendall Gill. Really? But he was never like a guy that, he was a guy, but he was never like a guy like that they were doing all this over, to be honest, you know. Mm-hmm. With this at this time, they could have got like Dennis Scott would have been better than like just anybody, you know, like any anybody else would have kind of helped. No offense to Kendall Gill, but it's like Glenn Rice would have been cool, Tim Hardaway, like somebody that's probably not at the top top, but still was like okay. a rising star in the basketball scene. Yes, even if they would have got injured the next year, or whatever you know, something that happens when they superstar one year injured the next year. But Kendall Gill, I just maybe that just take me out of because I'm a basketball fan, so I know what Kendall Gill is about. So maybe that's why. And I was gonna say I'm leaning on a on a B or a C for this one. Might be a C just because of Kendall. Just because of, just because of Kendall Gill, it could be higher. So. Oh man. <laughs> well, I mean. uh I, I couldn't be more different than this, and I'm not sure why my rating is very different. But I give this a splat exceptional, which is like the highest award you can give in our splat attack rating system, Triple S. Uh, it's my favorite episode of the series. I've been through the entire series multiple occasions. Uh, I think it has a great blend of action, drama, dad jokes, gags. I particularly love the cameo by Moo because he's like a pint-sized version of Goo. And I love his shirt, how it says, like, move it when he comes in. And the whole setup for, you know, Didi and his brother getting caught by their father as he's interviewing Kendall Gill. That just cracks me up. And uh, you you also showed me this episode on uh, on your Instagram. You were doing the Instagram Live. Yeah, so. yeah. Back in the yes. days of Buddy Television, yeah. I was doing um, yeah. themed uh, watch parties. And this was one of the ones that I showed because it was my favorite. So, uh I, I don't know what else I can really say about other than I think it was well-paced. I love the characters, the gags, the whole dunk tank. I mean, I love it enough that Alex has the background for that. <laughs> uh, 
not to be confused with Dunkaroos. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole gag was great. Um, I like the atmosphere of the Cherry Bazaar, even if it was clearly like shoved in a building corner due to low budget constraints. Uh, but yeah, I think that's as good as my brother and me gets. You say my brother and me to most audiences. They're going to say, they're not only going to say, they're going to sing two words, which we'll get to that in a later episode and a, and that's probably one of the most memorable things of the show but this one this episode in particular is my favorite uh i agree with brett uh, this is a triple s for me um well after the show was no longer airing on tv and long before they put it on out on tv or on a dvd and you couldn't stream it anywhere i mean it was just it had hit oblivion and nobody could find it i had actually forgotten the song that shall be sung later what i remembered was the dunk tank uh i remembered that particular scene more so than anything else mostly because melanie is my least favorite character in the show um i liked her fine but she i, I don't know i i have a brother I don't have sisters and uh, and the way girls would interact or talk to each other. And it, it, it's very different from the way boys do. So that that boy mindset of uh, girls are annoying and uh, and and sh and she was to me and uh, her very uh, I'm much more mature than the two of you. <laughs> just that kind of attitude really just it, it grated on me. So whenever uh, she had to get into the dunk tank, I lost it. I thought it was hysterical. And I was waiting for, because it always happens, especially in kids shows, where if you got the annoying characters who are written to be annoying, like Alfie and Dee Dee constantly annoying each other and they're always getting in trouble, they are going to get their comeuppance. And uh, I was waiting for the two of them, the mom and Melanie, to go do the dunk booth. And then um, then they show up just before something bad happens to them. Uh, so I was waiting for them to go in the booth and not mom and uh, Jennifer and, uh, and uh, Melanie. But Jennifer was in. I was like, ah, okay. And then... She laughs. Melanie laughs. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this going to be that moment? Is this going to be that moment? And it was. And I thought it was great. It was the one thing that I loved the most. Uh, I did love the episode in general. I love the whole autograph thing. But that, Dunk Booth, favorite, period. <laughs> oh, Mom, you look ridiculous. And look at your hair. You look so funny never seen anything so funny in my life. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Alfie and Dee Dee. Moving on to the next episode, which is The Jokes on You, also known as The Practical Joke War. Um, Prime, what'd you give this one? A B. Okay. Could you elaborate on that? It's just, it's, it's just such a kid thing to do. So I just, <laughs> that's the only reason why, literally. It's just, it's, it's just a typical episode, I feel like. Because uh, a lot of these, I'm not going to lie, almost all kind of similar. 
because they just like are similar just like episodes that you can rewatch over and over but not like probably not that you can like you have to watch so it's, it's like up and down yeah like one you can just like put on in the background and you'll recognize it yeah okay well <laughs> this may not be as uh, strong as kendall gill for me but it's it's definitely up there because i i love watching pranks on tv and i'm so sorry that it's, it's different than your grades because clearly we have different uh perspectives on this show but uh, that's perfectly I, fine yeah i i give this a double s a splat standing because i love the pr how the pranks escalate between kids even if it is juvenile like especially with the whole chili dog thing and like miss pickney gets on it and she's like oh boys you want some water that'll cost you like 350 or something <laughs> yeah she she she's a hoot and then um the the water balloon fights the garlic gum the whole shoe polish on the on the cheerleading um horns whatever you call them the cones uh I, I just couldn't help myself laughing out loud with a lot of it. Uh, I really like this one. Uh, I, it's not in my top tiers, but it is like, like uh, let me rephrase that. It's not in my exceptional tiers, but I give it an A. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, more than anything, what I really appreciate about this episode more is it's pretty much the one of the very few times we get to see a blooper uh, at the end of the yeah. show uh, from where the, the kids were all going to come bursting through and they had that congratulations sign and they, <laughs> and it didn't break. They all just <laughs> got close lined by the thing. Now, if we could have the children here, we can take a picture of the winning family. Well, the kids aren't here right now, but they should. Be. I agree. I always like prank stuff, uh, or, or at least harmless pranks, and um, particularly episodes. Yeah, a lot of the things that we see on My Brother and Me are typical tropes that you would see for other sitcoms. Which, again, that's they're they're testing the waters. They're doing a sitcom for kids of this type, which they haven't done before. So I liked it. I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. Uh, for the most part, the, the prank things and all that stuff was fine, but it gets bumped up quite a bit just because I like seeing behind the scenes things and that clothesline was funnier than anything else in the whole show. Yeah, I loved it. It was unexpected. And I think there's a couple other ones that um, have like those bloopers before or during the credits too, like the dancing one that we'll get to. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's always a, a nice cherry on top for the episode. All right, moving on to our third episode, we have Sensitive Goo, also known as The Weekend Aunt Helen Came. Prime, what would you like to say about this and rate it? I think this is probably my lowest episode. Uh, I mean, it's not that low, it's had a C, but uh, it's still, I don't, it's like, this one is okay, but compared to the, some of the others I watch and just like, I guess, what I like, uh, this one wasn't the best for me. Why is that? It's just. Did you not like Aunt Helen? <laughs> well, that too. No, Goo is cool, but it's like, do I really? Do I really want a whole Goo episode though? <laughs> saying no. Maybe some people do. People do like Goo, but that's like me saying I want a whole episode of like Ferguson. It's like do I, do I do? <laughs> they did do that <laughs> with Ferguson explains it all. Well, yeah, but I, I bet that was that was the least viewed uh, episode. <laughs> That, that was exclusively for the Ferg fanatics out there listening. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna dip a little bit lower with this one as well. 
sorry, fruit fly. <laughs> There's a few in here. Um, it, this is kind of more in the middle for me. Um, I mean, it's interesting to see Goo with a personality that represents all the time he sucks up to <laughs> Mrs. Parker extend into a whole episode. But at the same time, I don't really want to see that. It's not interesting enough for me to really bump it up further. Um, I thought was, I, I did find it amusing at the very least that like his interest from Melanie to Dion shifted when he bumped his head from Alfie's basketball hitting him in the face. Uh, and I did like the moment where like the change machine at the comic book shop just started spurting quarters everywhere because I totally would have been one of those kids like Alfie just throwing them in my shirt and like running away as fast as possible to play the arcade games. Uh, but other than that, nothing really stood out to me too much. I didn't I didn't care for Aunt Helen. I didn't think she needed to be there. She was, you know, while we're on the topic of Clarissa, she seemed a lot like Aunt Mafalda shoehorn in there just to like shake things up. <laughs> But um, I, I did enjoy when Alfie uh, slammed the door. Uh, sorry, Dee Dee slammed the door in Alfie's face when he's like trying to get Goo back to normal by setting up all these elaborate like bonk on the head moments. Uh, but other than that, it really didn't have much replay value for me. So I'm going to give it a B, Splash Factory. And uh, I I agree. Uh, gosh, Brett, you and I are three for three. But uh, <laughs> I, I also give this a B. Um, Goo was not Melody was my least favorite, but Goo was was down there. I didn't care that much for him. Uh, there there was so little redeeming about him. But I do always appreciate whenever I get to see characters play a different version of themselves. So we actually got to see. Milton. We didn't really get to see Goo that much in this episode. And that was kind of fun to see. And uh, I did enjoy the bit, as you said, where they were trying to regain Goo's consciousness in Milton's body. And uh, I knew it was going to happen. I knew he was going to get hit in the head at some point and, and Goo's going to come back. And when it finally happened at the end of the episode, when he went had his head underneath the bar, the impact sound that they had and his, and his physical comedy with it, it cracks me up every time uh that was so well done that you okay milton old buddy outside of goo becoming milton i i forgot everything else about the episode uh i just remember the milton moments and that was enough to make me appreciate it so moving on to episode number four real men don't wear tights aka the robin hood play uh, what do you want to give this one, Prime? I actually gave this one an A. Really? 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 Uh, just, it's one of those, <laughs> only in the 90s would this happen, I want to say, but uh, I don't know. just felt like this is a funny, especially for Alfie, to be like, yeah, I'm not wearing that because it, <laughs> for some reason, it's going to make him less cool, even though it's like you're in the place. So, I mean. I think a lot of people were concerned back then that if men wear tights, it might reveal something a little more than it should while they're dancing. Yeah, but even if you're concerned, like you're in a play, you you, you think you're about to look cool in the play? I don't, I don't, you know? Don't yeah, think. that sentence alone is anti-cool. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I had this not hey, just because you can rewatch it a lot. It's got some cool gags in there, but not... It's not rewatchable to when you're watching the five times, but you still can give it more than one watch. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. 
Um, I, for my rating, I gave this a splat slint, which is an A. And for me, that was mainly due to the, the related nostalgia to it more than like the actual performances. I did enjoy Goo and Athlete in this one, particularly in how they like played with the role and wrestled with it until they finally came into their own because I think their roles got reversed when they tried out. Um, but it really reminds me a lot of the Salute Your Shorts episode, Cinderella play, where Dina had to be like Cinderella and she like lost her voice and she had a lot of nerves, um, you know, leading up to the play until she finally, you know, got over it with Sponge's help to just kind of, you know, really fill in that character. Um, and also that one Doug episode, I f forgot what it's called specifically, but he actually has to wear tights because he signs off to be in like this... Um, this rat play with where like Roger and his goons are all rats and Patty's in it too. It's like almost like the Nutcracker. Yeah, yeah, something to that extent. And um, he he also went through like various um, you know concerns and worries about what it'd be like to be on stage because he's never been on stage before. He's never worn tights. He's never been in a play and acted. So um, I, I related a lot to that because I've dealt a lot with stage fright too when I was in school plays growing up and just being able to have that support system through your friends to get you through it uh, really makes a big difference and sends a positive message to the viewers that, hey, you don't have to go through everything alone that you attempt to do in life, whether it's thrown at you or you take on it as willingly as a goal. Um, so I really enjoy it for that. I enjoy the story of Robin Hood itself. It's like one of my favorite classic literature stories. Um, and to see it acted out through Alfie and Goo and the crew was fun. I particularly love the Donnell uh, scene where he's just like, you know, holding the paper up, and he's just like. <laughs> Donnell. Donnell. <laughs> Donnell. <laughs> Donnell. <laughs> Next. <laughs> So that's th those those are the reasons why I give it an A. Uh, for me, uh, in the other previous episodes, were very much just drawn from memory from watching this show as a kid. Uh, I had watched all of them again as an adult, and I, I love the entire series. But this episode had no memory uh, that was lodged in there from when I was a kid. It wasn't until I rewatched it again as an adult, and then it was oh yeah i had completely forgotten about this one and i really appreciate being because i do a lot of community theater and um anytime that we get to see community theater represented in uh, a show like this especially with characters like these three because Dee Dee, I can see voluntarily going to do a play. Alfie and Goo, I do not see them voluntarily going out to do a play. They're, they're going to go for basketball. Uh, and, and there's always, I mean, even now, there's still very much sports versus uh, artistic things. And, and we know which one gets supported more than the other. But as, uh, as a kid, I didn't think anything about that. And I, I just didn't pay any attention. And I also didn't really think about the importance of try something new. If you like it, you, you very well might. And that's what ends up happening in this episode, which is why I appreciate it far more as an adult than I do as a kid. Uh, so just because there's 
no nostalgic factor for me. I give it a B, but I still really think it's a great message, and I really enjoy the fire out of it. Let's let's move on to our next episode, episode five of the series. Well, of our ranking system, anyways. Uh, hit the open man, which is also known as the basketball tryouts. Uh, Prime, what'd you give this one? Uh, this for me was a B. Uh, Abby show has to have a basketball episode. This is their basketball episode. So I think on that alone, I was like, well, solid already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's more funny because Alfie is the one that this kind of revolves around. And, you know, like like if it was around uh, Didi, then you understand like he's not making a team. But since it's Alfie, it's kind of a different story. So I like that they switched it up. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good focus for him just to see more of his character and um, how he handled not actually getting the tryouts due to the fact that he was a ball hog. So, you know, when he he let that, like, realization overcome him through, like, a, a little bit of guilt and shame, um, it was actually, like, one of the rare moments where I, f I felt something for him. Like, I felt bad that he had to undergo this, and I wanted to cheer him up because he was totally down in the dumps during the majority of that party. Uh, so I think this is one of the, the rare moments where we see uh, Alfie's vulnerable side and how he, he deals with not always being the best at something or not getting what he wants uh, despite doing what he thinks was his best. And that's that's pretty relatable. Wasn't this – well, I, I do want to say that one of the tropes that they did within the show that we always heard the audience's laughter, but I never laughed at home was when they had the internal monologue mm -hmm. uh, where it, it was usually with uh, their dad, Roger, where he would start to tell something and then they would go, oh, no, not the story again. And uh, yes, yeah, or or anything like that. It would be you'd hear their thought of, oh, no, not this or it, that never made me laugh. But I did relate to that because we've all done those things as kids where we're thinking to ourselves ah crap this again or something to that extent one of them made me laugh i would i would say which episode we talk about well one of them did make me laugh i believe this was the one that made me laugh uh because i i i this one i'm pretty sure it was this one because it, it was basketball but he didn't make the team roger comes in to be supportive and then he gets talking about Michael Jordan. Remember, Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team the first time he tried out. And look what happened to him. Yeah, he's playing minor league baseball. That one got me. Uh, I really <laughs> liked that one. But uh, I did really like this episode as a kid, and I like it now. It's still a great message about teamwork. Uh, you, you can be good at something, but you don't need to be a hot shot. You don't need to try to be the star of the thing you need to work together as as a team when you work together as a team then you are a winner because you work with the group and that's not really something you see a whole lot of times in kids shows usually it's about you know you be the star uh nickelodeon less so this is more the message that they would preach but uh you'd see it in a lot of other shows uh, outside of the nickelodeon world but um solid episode i really liked it as a kid i still like it as an adult i give it an a very good um okay. I, I didn't okay. really elaborate too much on what i said so i'm just going to go into it and then with my rating 
so when I when I see this episode, I always think of one thing that I'm sure everyone in the My Brother Me community, if that exists, thinks of, and that's Goo Punch. Goo Punch. All right, now Goo Punch. Hey, Goo Punch. Oh, Goo Punch. Our fellas, Goo Punch. Our ladies, Goo Punch. Everybody, Goo Punch. Ah. Uh, I mean, when, when I watch that, it's like so catchy, it's fun, it's goofy when he's like having that fantasy scene of when he's like signing contracts for the NBA and super famous. And the scene really remind me a lot of like a season one All That musical guest concert. Like if you played yeah, the All That yeah. music and then you had like the musical guest Goo written on. <laughs> Why didn't Goo come out as plot. a musical guest? I would love to see that. I would pay good money to see that. Um, and, you know, you just got everyone even acting like the same in the crowds where they're like, come on, everybody, goo punch. All right, now, goo punch. <laughs> but that that little trope aside, whether you love it or hate it, um, I did enjoy this episode. I loved how it, it went a little bit deeper with um, Alfie's obsession with basketball, along with Goose to an extent, and how, you know, sometimes you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. And... It was a real uh, humbling moment when he internalized the lesson of, you know, that you got to be a team player on basketball. It's not a, there's no I in team kind of mentality going on here. And, yeah. you know, to see everyone come together to support him, all of his family at the party was, was really heartwarming. And I relate to that in instances where I wasn't great at sports growing up and I didn't make the team despite my best efforts, even when I, you know, did everything I could to score points or, you know, help my friends out. It, I just fell short. So for the relatability, again, um, I'm going to give this a double S, which is splat standing. Moving on to episode six on our list, which is A Stranger Among Us, also known as Where's the Snake? Uh, how do you feel about this one, Prime? Got this one at a C. Okay. Uh, animal episodes don't do it for me a lot. This one didn't. Um... And then again, why a snake though? You know, I, you a dog. These people sneak dogs in, not a whole snake. What are you gonna feed it? <laughs> Just um, rats, rabbits. From yeah. where? Where are you gonna like? How is how is Didi in? Anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah. Just this probably along with uh, sensitive goo. It's probably my least favorite on here. Okay, uh, and that's just me, but. Yeah, no, I don't mind. Snake episodes just probably because I don't like snakes either, but yeah. That makes sense. Were there any like quotes that stood out to you or any specific moments that you enjoyed or disliked? I did like the reveal at the end, though. I don't know. The reveal is just like such a, I almost say it's like a Keenan and the Kill thing, but you know, it's like, oh, well, whose snake is this? And then she pulls it up and then they're like, well, uh, and then they just. Yeah, the two different rabbits that showed up. Yeah, that was fun. Dad just came back. Why did you scream? I felt something rubbing on my leg. It scared me, but it was only Duchess. <laughs> that is one redeeming quality about this episode. Yeah, I think the reveal of the reveal for me is what kind of like saves it. If they have no the good reveal about the mom, or they get in trouble, then no, it don't work. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you with here for once. I'm going to give it a splat for a just C because I really did not care too much about it. I know my notes say otherwise, but I just rewatched it before recording this episode and I I agree with you. There wasn't really much going on with the whole snake plot. I mean, it was is vaguely 
mildly, I'm putting that lightly, amusing to see them look for the snake. And also Didi get wrapped by it and trapped in, you know, his dad's office. But, wrapped um, is a, wrapped is a, wrapped. His his one foot got wrapped. Coiled. I don't I don't know how to put that more loosely. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's not great. I I really can't remember anything worthwhile saying about this. It's it's no by means awful. Uh, but it's definitely not like the top tier ones that I mentioned before. Um, I, I do want to say that uh, I did like Alfie's quote where he says, Nine dollars? Good lord, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that cracked me up a bit. Because, you know, back when we were kids, any kind of money we got in the form of paper was valuable and expensive to us. Um, and, you know, nowadays it's like, that's nothing. That's chunk change, <laughs> as Goo would say. So, yeah. It, 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 one last thought, too. Um, it did remind me of this cow and chicken episode from Cartoon Network called Fluffy the Anaconda that would constantly, like, the, as soon as they got the pet, it would just constantly, like, eat everything and wrap everything it could and constrict it. And uh, Dee Dee being wrapped up by the snake reminded me of that episode. And um, this is another one of those tropes that many other TV shows have done. Um, I know the Cosby show did it. And uh, I don't remember the name of the episode, but in 1991, Home Improvement did it, and it was the Wild Kingdom episode, and they did it better. But uh, this was another one that was just gone from memory, and watching it again as an adult, as an adult it was, eh, it's okay. Uh, I don't really have much to add from what the two of you have said. It was it was fine. It wasn't a bad episode, but it was it wasn't a good, well, I don't I wasn't a great episode. It was... I agree with the both of you. It was average, so I give it a C. Alrighty. Well, we're at the halfway point now, believe it or not. And uh, this episode is called Partners, also known as Dee Dee's Girlfriend, because they do mention the word girlfriend a lot in this episode. Uh, Prime, what are your thoughts on it and your rating? I, this is the one I can, that I that I got the laugh from me of their inner monologue. Uh, and she was like, no wait, is this the one? I think this is the one because I wrote it down for some reason, so I, I must have got it wrong. The mom was like, It won't kill you to spend the day with your brother, Alfie. Then why don't you spend the day with him? <laughs> and Goo has like a big hoop. And on the back, there it is. Sure. Yeah, so there it say, is. Okay, okay. Yeah. I did yeah. notice that. That was great. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know this was called that because, like, while she was in it, they had like one scene that. If you was looking at this title, you probably wouldn't even know. But in the one scene, you're like, oh, okay, I guess. But that's not enough to make a whole title out of it for me. Oh, I gave yeah. this an A. I, I did okay. still give, give it an A. Um, and the Easter egg is uh, Kyra from Keenan McKay was in this episode. Yeah, and that's abated. She shows up in here uh, quite a bit if you like to play Where's Waldo at all and try and spot her in the crowds and the extras yeah. in the background. Um, I think she was also in Gullah Gullah Island too, right? She was. Okay. Yeah. And I believe the day that we are recording this, it is her birthday. Oh, oh. Ha happy birthday, Vanessa Baden, if you're birthday. listening or watching our podcast. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I originally gave this one a B, but I might bump it up to an A because when I rewatched it today, I did enjoy it. I like the whole... Uh, 
candy uh, solar system bit that was pretty funny in how like Alfie was telling him that's the easiest way to get an A. Um, I, 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 I definitely didn't follow through with this because it would have taken me forever, but I tried to do a sick burn counter, uh, counter every time they like made insults per episode. And when I did this one starting off, I had eight by the end of the episode that was like, oh, he got him good. And um, one, one of the ones that really stood out was me... Uh, was when Alfie said to Didi or Goo, uh, then go to the zoo and make new friends. Yeah, a lot of strong lines in this episode. Um, I don't, I don't think the whole girl thing thing was really that strong of like a concept to build an episode around. It was just like, hey, Didi, what you doing with your girlfriend? And he's like, he's not, she, she's not my girlfriend. Why do you keep saying that? And they're like, why'd you tell everyone in the school about it? It's just like, I don't know. It seemed kind of petty and empty device to work with there so I, I i gotta knock it down for that but um a lot of great lines in this i like the whole you know science project that they do together a uh, lot of funny banter so no i, I i'm gonna give it uh, uh do i want to give it a b or an a can't give it a ba <laughs> plus um let's give it an a i'm generous today in a way, I agree, but I disagree uh, with uh, with the sentiment that it's not enough to have the title, have it be the name of the title. I, I do agree with that. And uh, I do think it's a solid concept enough for the episode uh, because I've seen this. Uh, yes, it's childish. Yes, it's stupid. But the, these are kids. And we did things like that when we were kids and kids still do this where they will find one small little thing and then they will exploit that one little thing to the nth degree to the point where it's exhausting to the victim of it. And uh, I've seen kids, especially in the 90s, I don't know if it's as much now than it was when I was a kid, but I very much have seen kids that went, oh, is that your girlfriend? And then, no, not my girlfriend. I don't want to be, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they've got the, the bait and now they're going to get everyone in on this one one annoying thing. It it happens. I, I've seen it happen. I've had it happen. So, yeah, it, and it does play into the reality sometimes as when we're kids of this is hurtful. And uh, that's not really something that we see a lot. I mean, we, we've seen rumors that have spread in TV shows and, and see the repercussions of that and gossip and things like that. But they're usually behind the kids' backs. Uh, very rarely have we seen a, a very upfront honest representation of oh is that your girlfriend no it's not my girlfriend hey it's the girlfriend and then everyone get into it so and it, it, it is it wasn't fun it, it, it wasn't meant to be fun because it's not fun when it really happens so just on the representation of that type of situation i give it an a all right a's all around for that one um Okay, moving on, we've got another popular episode that people know in the 90s Nick community, Dee Dee's Haircut. What are your thoughts on this one, Prime? I'll communicate this at A because everybody knows that you can't let everybody uh, cut your hair. So just, everybody should understand what that what that is about. <laughs> you wouldn't say this is uh, elevated into S territory? 
I was debating uh, elevating this into S, but I was like, it, I guess, I don't, maybe for me, I, if it was Alfie, mm-hmm. then it would be S. But I guess, I guess, I don't think it matters for it matters, but for Didi's age, it's, it's still kind of like developmental. So, now if it was Alfie. Didn't. If it was Alfie's haircut instead, and he he got duped into getting something really bad that he didn't want in the first place, it would be a little more. Uh... Yeah, because he has like not not to say that Gu, uh not to say that Didi doesn't have friends enough, but they just be like okay, they they won't care. But Goo will make fun of Alfie the whole day, and then Alfie has to go to school, so it's different. So yeah, predictable a bit. Um, geez, I feel weird being the only one handing out S's like they're candy. Uh, or I should say zap bars from the candy sale, but we're not there yet. Um, I, I, I saved my uh, S's, so that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, I give this one a splat standing. This one really rings true to me. I've had bad haircuts before. I have literally looked like Harry from this show when I was a kid in 1994. Hence why it's not my background for this episode. <laughs> um, it's it's one of the best, in my opinion, right up there with the charity. Um you know, I really love the whole trope of cool Dr. Money and being, you know, that influence on DD to get a haircut because as kids, we're all so impressionable by all the commercials and MTV and all that stuff that we're exposed to that we can't help but want to feel cool like the people we idolize, even if it's just in the moment. And, uh, you know, he's so kind of blind by his like glamour and fantasy of having a really cool haircut that makes him popular that he makes a very, uh, I don't know how to say it other than stupid. How about misguided? A very misguided judgment to have Goo cut his hair just because he's there and he'll charge him a fraction of what an actual barber would charge him for that kind of do. So, um, you know, for as someone else who's also had bad haircuts before that they didn't like and had to live with it until, you know, eventually it grew back and people stopped paying attention and making fun of me, um, this one hits home a little more than some of the others we've talked about so far. Um, and it, it really... It really hits when like Dee Dee says, I hate you, daddy. And then goes run, runs up because he doesn't really understand what his father's trying to do for him in terms of parenting. His father's trying to protect him and prevent him from humiliation and just traumatizing memories from when he gets older. And yet all he can think about is like, you won't let me wear this cool haircut that I think is cool. Yet everyone else thinks is horrifying. Um, so I, it, it's a real like, it's one of those moments like the lesson goes deeper the more you see the value in what you're witnessing and uh i've had moments like that where i've had conflicts with my parents uh where i wanted to get something but they didn't think it was a good idea but you know in hindsight uh looking back it they were they were just doing it out of protecting me and helping me make wiser decisions so you know for that reason it elevates it a couple of points from beyond our normal like grading threshold of you know a yeah, and this one is one that uh, I have a lot of memory on from uh, watching it as a kid. And uh, again, it's amazing how our, our how we interpret things differently from being a kid to being an adult. But uh, as a kid, uh, we it's another one of those tropes where you, you you get a bad haircut. It's in all kinds of sitcoms, and um, I've. I can't recall a single time outside of my brother and me. I'm sure there exists, but I can't recall one where the person, the recipient of the haircut 
is happy about it. Uh, usually it's the person who's got the haircut and they're upset with it. And everyone else is like, oh, it's okay. Or they make fun. This one, though, Dee Dee is excited about it. And Alfie is annoyed. Uh, not with Dee Dee, but with Goo. So it's a, it's a rare occurrence to see how protective Alfie gets of his little brother. And um, I really, uh, just to touch a little more on what Brett was talking about, being a dad and uh, teaching a group of kids who have are often very fatherless, seeing a good dad on any representation, on any scale, is important to me. And uh, as much as I love Jim Coleman, Roger is a buffoon throughout most of the series. Uh, not to say he's an idiot. He's just a buffoon. He's a goofy, lovable, easygoing. I mean, he's he, he's a sweet guy, but he, he's a goofball. You know, you see him asleep on the, on the couch with the TV on. or the the constant stories to see that he's genuinely concerned for his son at this moment even though it's just a haircut but like you said he knows what's going to happen when he goes to school and he does the dad thing of what is going to cause the least amount of trauma to him and uh, yes this is going to hurt but he knows that this is going to hurt dad more than it's going to hurt Dee Dee. And, and then still for Dee Dee to have that reaction and you see that response that Roger has, it, it's a very poignant moment for just a, a, a typical kid's sitcom. Roger, what happened? Baby, it couldn't be helped. Johnny said the haircut was unsalvageable. He said Dee Dee's lucky to still have eyebrows. <laughs> but Roger, did he have to go this far? I hate you, Daddy. I hate you. I hate you. And uh, I really appreciate that moment, uh, probably more so than any other moment in the series. But uh, outside of that one moment, the rest of the episode was good, was fun, was solid, but it elevates it a little more. It's not quite my, it, it's not my favorite but it's definitely one of the more memorable ones. And I really, really like a good father representation. So I give this a double S. Nice. On the same page yet again, Alex. All right. So we're moving on to the ninth episode, which is Nobody's Baby, also known as Dee Dee Runs Away. What are your thoughts on this one, Prime? Uh, uh, overreacting by uh, Dee Dee in his case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when I first seen I. So, I don't know why, but when I first clicked through it, I thought nobody's. I thought it was gonna be like uh, what's the kid's name? Donald, Donnell. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be him, and like maybe he doesn't have a big brother or something to play with, and and then he's gonna try to be Alfie's and uh, Dee Dee's friend. But they, I thought that's what it's gonna be like. But no, Dee Dee's the one that's like, all right, I sure, I get it. But uh, I, I, I'm gonna give this a B. Okay. It's like I, I get the understanding, but still, you're like Dee, you are very much overreacting. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is kind of a 
like a downfall to his character is that he's very cute and innocent, but yet when someone someone like says something to him that he might not agree with, he's almost like too fragile, and it, it pairs with that innocence of his that he um, he doesn't know how to like process it. And this is like one of those instances where it starts to like short circuit him, so he just immediately juts to like one of the most extreme options, which is to you know write a letter, run away, never come you know come back which I guess was more popular in older television, like TV shows, or certainly in like, uh, like 50 shows, but yeah. Andy Griffith. Yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines. Um, <laughs> did they have a phone I, doing that? All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did that. Uh, you know, the old rotary yeah, with the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was not a fan of him running away and then like getting Darnell and Harry on, on it and then going to the comic book shop i mean it, it just didn't really take off for me at all it just felt like a half half butted attempt to uh you know get some sympathy out of the audience and even his uh older siblings um i, I felt like there's a little bit too much screen time with dion while she's hanging with melody and when she goes into one of the, you know, those, but what if she does this, but what if he does that? And then Tim won't like, like it when I do it. You know, I, I don't really like those conversations whenever they show up on TV. Cause I'm like, okay, we get it. Stop, stop talking about it. Um, it, it it's just one of those like slippery slopes where it, it really brings down the mood of the whole episode and it, the resolution it, it was okay. It, it didn't really like wrap things up in a bow or make me feel too much better by the end. Obviously he came back and he felt better again, but it just, I don't know. It, it lacked the kind of highs and lows or like the dynamic punch that other episodes have that I wish this had. Um, or even if it was reworked so that there was a twist at the ending where maybe Darnell ran away because he was inspired by Dee Dee, um, Dee Dee's actions. Um, I really don't have anything memorable to say about this really. Um, I think I think the fact that he ran away was due to like um, Roger, you know, his dad taking Alfie and Goo to like some baseball finals for a championship game, which they ended up winning. But he couldn't take Dee Dee to the monster truck that he promised him to as a result, and that's kind of the core of the the overreaction. Where it's like, well, I mean, you could always go next year or some other time when it's in town. Championship things. That happens a lot less often, if if at all, and I, I think he just didn't really understand due to his level of awareness. So, you know, that's just a long-winded answer of me saying I'm going to give this a C because it didn't do much for me. It's it's not awful, but it's definitely like lower average territory for me. I, I will say some sources like you don't even know if the game's going to even happen sometimes, especially in the playoffs. You you could be kicked off one day, so when they, you keep going, it's like well, I mean. When that opportunity is there, you better take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, for me, and I, full transparency, I had a terrible, terrible, terrible temper when I was a kid. Uh, I mean, you just just look at me the wrong way, and I'd fly off the handle. Uh, so again, yet another reason why I really related to Dee Dee so much, um, but. I, I was that kid. I was the one who I'm the younger kid. I'm used to having people take care of me and want to spend time with me. And I want your attention. And uh, I wanted to play. I wanted to go do these things. And 
my family wanted to do these things with me because I'm the last one that they're going to have. So they want to enjoy my youth as much as they possibly can. So I totally get all that as an adult. As a kid, I didn't. And whenever something didn't go my way for any reason, I was needy. I, I'd get angry over that I didn't get what I wanted. And uh, I <laughs> I did try to throw the I'm running away card once. Uh, but <clears throat> in my defense... It's because I had seen it on TV so many damn times, but uh, it, it, uh, so which you toy can... did you pick? Do what? Which toy did you pick? I I didn't take a toy. Uh, I just grabbed a backpack and filled it with clothes and my toothbrush, and I was going to go over to my aunt's house because that would have helped. Uh, <clears throat> but I I was stopped. I was stopped out the out the front yard. But uh, I. I I got, I got it. This resonated with me more so as a kid, uh, as an adult, I'm watching it and I, I've got it with, with dad eyes on with, Oh, you stop blowing this way out of proportion. This is stupid. I did this crap. What was I thinking? And, uh, it, it, but it's relatable when you're that age. And, uh, it, at least it was for me. But uh, as for the episode itself, it's it's not my favorite, but it's not a bad episode, in my opinion. Uh, it was able to resonate with kids, at least in some capacity. So I give it a B. Okay. Okay. So uh, moving on to episode number 10 of the series, we have Dance, which is also known as Donnell's Birthday Party. Prime, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, just say right off the bat, I gave this one an S. Awesome. Ooh, this one is a mess because it's just Donnell looks. I don't. I, I'm probably like how Alex feels about Melody. Melody about Donnell because he's just like, why is why is he here? Why is he here? <laughs> but uh, no, I mean it was cool. But um, at the beginning they try to make it look like uh, D didn't want to go because you know. Oh, I don't know how to. I don't want to dance with anybody. But then, you know, we all find out the truth. And then at the end, or in the middle, close to the end, you find out he can't even dance. How you gonna throw a dance party and can't dance? <laughs> Standing there like a doofus on the wall, just being like, uh. And they're like, "What are you guys doing? We're dancing." Even the clown was dancing. Come on, man, you're looking bad. <laughs> Uh, and at that age, you don't even have to. You don't even have to know how to. You would just like do something, and then yeah, you, you know, know, just like a little back and forth, and that's enough. Yeah. As long as you showed you're moving your body, anything's better than like. Hold on, let me get this again. Anything's better than like. Because <laughs> what they did at the end was definitely like it was like y'all just get out there and do something, and that's what they did. So. You know, this is one of my higher ranked ones, believe it or not. Uh, not as high as some of the other ones I mentioned, but definitely up there. I'm going to give it an S, which is a splatterific. And I really just love the whole dancing concept. I love the whole twist that Donnell actually can't dance, despite, you know, talking trash to Harry and Dee Dee that they couldn't dance. And they actually went through the effort of learning how to dance from Alfie and Goo, which, by the way, have some pretty cool moves going on, especially when, like, Alfie's doing the dishes and he's got that whole, like, smooth jive thing going back and forth um 
this is another episode that had a lot of sick burns that I made a note of, you know, insults that they like to fire at each other. Um, there's the classic, don't hold your breath, which his mom also did. Don't hold your breath. Uh, there's, um, you're a jerk too. At least I'm not the poster boy for Bifocus RS. Which I got a kick out of because I was totally that kid growing up. Um, you know, and then the other one when like Harry's spazzing out uh, when he's trying to dance on their like sun porch, uh, Goo walks in and he says, Quick, call a doctor. I think homie's having a fit. There are so many laugh out moments in this episode. I can't help but love this uh, episode, especially with like, um, you know, just, just the whole premise. And I, I've been there too. I wouldn't go to school dances because I didn't know how to dance. And I thought that would like make me the most unpopular person in school despite my efforts to just get along with everyone. Um, but it's, so question, it's a fun question about that. Sure. Doesn't not going make you unpopular though? Uh, I wouldn't talk about it so that people wouldn't know that I wasn't there. <laughs> In reality, I just didn't like most of the music that they played. It wasn't my style. And if, <laughs> I wasn't a country fan like Harry, which caused a lot of don't hold your breath reactions. But I, I didn't mind some R&B here and there, some rock and roll. It's just like the really heavy gangster rap songs. It wasn't kind of my speed back in the day. shouldn't be at a school, though. You know? Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was not a fun time. And that's probably why I'm more of an introvert now. But that's beside the point. Um, I, I like this for the relatability. I like this for the the great lines, the funniness. Uh, it's one I come back to pretty often, uh, among the others that I mentioned. Uh, the whole the whole flushing the fifty six graded paper down the toilet. Ooh, that was nasty. But I like the gag, <laughs> just a little bit. That like Alfie would do anything to get out of taking a math test, uh, even teach his little brother to dance. So, yeah, s splatterific and. I'm bumping it up for that clown dancing. <laughs> All right. So dance episodes are typically not my favorite. Uh, I, the, even less so than sports episodes. Uh, I, I, I'm not that kid. I'm not that kid. I'm not that adult. Uh, I, I just dances aren't my thing, but I still can appreciate them. And uh, there is still a lot of relatability in this one because of the kids' inability to to dance, which very much was me as well. But but I didn't like going to dances as a kid. I don't. I didn't as a teenager. Uh, much like what you said, I can't stand the songs that they would play, and just no, just just no. But there was still a lot in this episode that I really appreciated and laughed a lot at. It's not in my favorite tier, but it is an A. Okay. You you didn't like when Roger did his whole like shimmy thing going on there and uh, Jennifer did the whole like the Diana Ross snake from the Supremes. <laughs> that was pretty good. Seems like we enjoy that one all around. All right. Moving on to episode 11 called The Surprise. And this one does not have an alternate title for it for some reason. Uh, Prime, what are your thoughts on this one? Oh, Goo is not one of my favorites. How come? How is Goo? <laughs> He's not the Ferguson of the show, no. But, uh, no, uh, this one was okay. Um, obviously, I, I think they would call it a surprise, obviously, because of Melanie. I mean, that, obviously, it's a surprise for Alfie. But, um, 
it's okay. I personally have it at an A, but I probably I probably should bump it down to a B. I don't know yet. It's like one of those either or episodes. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, but that simmer while I talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I let it simmer. So, um, for the most part, I enjoyed this one. I thought. You know, immediately when I saw the plot of this, I'm like, oh, my goodness, they ripped this from Doug <laughs> again, uh, where it was like, you know, people who you don't expect collaborating together to, you know, plan something that the main character in question, in this case, Alfie, isn't in on. And they're like, come on, guys, tell me what's going on. Like, this is very unusual that, you know, Goo and Melly are together and they're actually enjoying each other's company. Uh, but it turns out, you know, they're just playing a surprise party for him and you know, I, I I enjoyed the surprise payoff because, you know, it sets you up for it and you get it, which is satisfying as a viewer. Um, I mean, there's a lot of laughs. Uh, there's a lot of sick burns, but oddly enough, I didn't remember any. So I guess it wasn't as memorable as I thought it was. Um, it's got some rewatchability to it. And I, I always like the comic book shop scenes because they have some uh, good moments in there, especially when Miss Pickney is involved. So... Uh, I think I'm going to give it a B, actually. It was, it was decent, but it wasn't quite memorable enough for me to really conjure anything to highlight it with. See, I am, um, real quick, Alex, I will say I like these type of episodes for shows. It's just that uh, I like them when we don't, when we know, when we don't know the end result, basically. It's like, it's like a misconception, but we don't know one person's point of view, so... While they like say if something happens and they're talking to each other, he thinks one thing and they're thinking the other thing, but we don't know the other turnout yet. We just know. So that makes it fun. Yeah. So those type of things I, I like. But yeah, it was, it was cool. Like I said, so let, I'll let it simmer. Yeah. I'll let, Give you some I'm more time while a. Alex talks about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still at the A, but I'll let it simmer more. Uh, I really like this one. Um, I knew something had to be up. Uh, because I'm, I'm, I was from Alfie's perspective, I something's not right. What is going on here? You you two never are doing this. What is the matter with you two? And just watching Alfie's confusion just on Goo and Melanie alone really made the episode for me. <clears throat> and then by the end of it, to see that it was one giant surprise for Alfie. I thought, yeah, that's good. I like that. That was a cool surprise. And then to realize that Melanie had to go through all this and she hated every second of it because she can't stand goo at that much at all made the payoff even bigger for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> and then the payoff of they couldn't tell Dee Dee and his friends because they would all blab just like they would in the previous episodes of oh you girl you got a girlfriend like yeah <laughs> that tracks too so i mean it was all one payoff at the end that's in character for everything and i thought it was a, i thought it was a good payoff i really enjoyed it uh, so i i don't give it uh, excellent by any means just the payoff itself is what made me really enjoy it the most so i i give it an a okay Prime, is uh, A your final answer? Or are you going down to B? That is my final. Yes, it is. Okay. 
I'm going to stick at B because I've been too generous before. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on. We're almost at the end of our ranking system. We have uh, our 12th episode, which is called Candy Sale. And this one also does not have an alternate title. So, uh, Prime, what comes to mind when you think of Candy Sale and uh, what's your rating for this? Uh, I probably would be in the same position. I mean, it, the jackets was kind of nice, especially back then. I mean, I definitely would rather buy a jacket. But uh, I have a B on my... Uh, on my ranking have a B so I should I probably should bump it up but I got a B and uh yeah I mean I, I feel pretty confident. I'm not I don't like I know I've probably been short with my answer not going in detail. I'm gonna leave that to y'all because you know y- y'all probably can go more in detail but I w- will probably be Alfie in this situation. So you can relate to Alfie. Yeah I mean come on nobody yeah. you can buy candy any other time. You can't really yeah. buy jackets like that. Come <laughs> on. Yeah <laughs> Those were pretty awesome jackets. I love the poofiness of them with like the orange lining. I, I almost wish they had something embroidered on the back when they got them at the end, just to say like, "Hey, yeah, we're the Candy Boys," or I don't know, something cool that they would think of to show that they're in business together. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to my normal high marks and give this one an S, uh, splatterific, because. I love the concept. It's very relatable, and it also reminds me of another Doug episode that involves selling candy, uh, except you know door to door as a Bluff Scout booster bars that taste like cement. Um, and uh, I also had to deal with that as a kid for fundraisers at school and Boy Scouts, and I hated every moment of it because I don't, I don't like selling to people. I don't like being fake to get people to buy my stuff, even if it is a quality product. And I just felt their pain, and I'm like, well. I guess you got to enlist the help of your younger brother for the cuteness factor so that people sympathize with you for your good cause. Um, and you know, whatever it takes to make the money back. So you're not at a loss. So this, this was another relatable episode for me as a result. Um, you know, you know, ne- you never really earn as much as you think doing door to door and it's just kind of a slog and I'm glad that's kind of going by the wayside in terms of, uh, you know, tradition these days in modern culture. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, <laughs> I really enjoy Goose's uh, hot streak of sick burns in this episode. Not that I can recall any off the top of my head. I wish I did, but, uh, you know, Alex, you can edit something in that you really like that Goose says. What do you know, Goo? I know one thing. You better be glad this table's between us. I, I really like how this one ended well with Dee Dee, like, with the whole confrontation just resulting in like, well, we did actually think about you. We weren't being selfish. We, we decided to give you one of these jackets so you can play with the big boys. And uh, it, it really made me feel good at the end to see like them working together rather than just dissing each other all the time or putting each other down. So, you know, for the family harmony going on here, I got to give it an S in addition to the relatability and the, and the Doug references. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and I want to, say and there's not as much of it in this episode but i meant to talk about this in previous episodes and i just keep forgetting but a highlight for me for the series in general is always when they go to the comic book store uh, uh that just makes me nostalgic period uh because i used to love going to the comic book store i loved looking around this and, and plus it looked like a comic book store. They had comic book characters and actual comic books. It, it wasn't just, you know, some something that they threw on there just to avoid copyrights or anything like that. No, it's that was the comic book store. You had Superman and posters and everything. They did a great job of dressing it up. 
back then you can actually use copyright to like here it is with Michael Jordan jerseys and all you can't really you can't do that now but yeah algorithms are such Nazis now but back then yeah it was a whole different ball game back then and uh I I love it it reminds me of what it felt like I mean it was a bit uh trimmed of course because it was it was a, a studio and uh, I've never really seen a comic book store that also had an area for refreshments, but either way, it, it still makes me nostalgic. And I love those scenes. Uh, every time they go to the comic book store, it, it just, it, it fills me with all the nostalgic butterflies. I'm going to just say that's probably the worst place to have refreshments. Yes. Yes. So, yes. All over those, those paper goods <laughs> that can be easily stained or like wet. Ugh. I don't know who thought about that. <laughs> Uh, it, it, the it, the store reminded me if you took the comic book out and just did the refreshments and the arcade it always reminded me of pizza places uh, but it would be cool if there was a pizza place with the side of, of comic book store somewhere and then you get all the greasy fingers all over the comic books and, and you have to buy it you better have those <laughs> laminated if uh, kids with dirty fingers touch them <laughs> but as for the episode itself uh, I like it. It was one that I remembered the most. Uh, I was often Didi, but I didn't want to be Didi. Uh, I wanted to be Alfie because, much like Brett, I always I, I hated doing the selling, but I, I was the cute, innocent-looking kid, so I was able to pull it off better. But I thought it was fun. Uh, much like Brett, I agree with the sentiment of how the how it ended with a nice, cohesive family unit. And I always liked that. Uh, anytime when I got to see them grow as a group and, and far less conflict always were highlights for me. So I agree. I give this an episode. I give this episode an S. Sweet. S for sweet. All right. <laughs> Dealing with sweets. <laughs> well. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to our final episode, The Ranking, believe it or not. And this is called The Bully or also known as The Big Bully. Uh, although she's not that big. She's the shortest of her two sisters. So what's going on there? Um, what do you what do you want to say about this one, Prime? Uh, first of all, I'm going to say I rank this one Splatceptional. Nice. Uh, this wow. Is, this is the episode. The, <laughs> the episode of uh, my brother and me. <laughs> do, do you... Do you want to do the honors of saying the memorable quote oh, from this episode? Uh, yes, I will when the time comes. I have a story, though. Go for it. Okay. Uh, uh, I've seen this episode, but, like, I forgot about it. And then I listened to Orange Couch's catchphrase episode, I believe, mm -hmm. the catchphrase episode. Mm -hmm. And then it was on there. And I was like, where is that from? And then they just kept saying it. And then it got stuck in my head. I was like, I have to go watch this. And then I went to go watch it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is where it's from. And you know what? Actually, I'm not going to even say it. I won't wait. Y'all can say it. I'm not going to say it. You think you're so bad, huh? Well, hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Did you act tough and say hit me? Yeah. So what happened? I got hit. <laughs> it's funnier because uh, in an episode, she was like, come on, Didi, show me a jab. What's a jab? Uh-oh. It's like, look, no matter what happens, every time I put a clip of this up, no matter where, it, it gets the most attention. So I'm saying Yeah. Just yeah. Every time. 
I mean, I gave this one a double S, but screw it. I got to bump it to triple S. It's, it's great. I love the quote. It's so simple yet so profound at the same time. And it sums up what it's like to be a kid who deals with a bully growing up and like figuring out how to handle that. And if you can get help from your older siblings or not. Um, I mentioned it before on the podcast, but I used to be picked on a lot as a kid um, due to being introverted, especially on like the bus and at recess. And this one really resonated with me and it, even if it didn't exactly end quite the way I thought it would, you know, you know, wrapped up in a bow, some nice, nice clean resolution, um, which it really didn't. I mean, aside from Alfie, like calling up Toya after he got picked on by her in the schoolyard, but I, it, it struck a chord with me, like just trying to figure out, oh man, there's these kids that are at school that are not nice to me and I'm trying to be their friend, but they don't want me to be their friend yet they still, keep me around so that they can put me down. It's like, what do you do with that when you can't get help from adults who are normally there for you? And it, it just really struck a chord with me in terms of like the relatability and just trying to get get through it as unharmed as possible. And sometimes you gotta be a little rough and you know get some mud on you and it's just, <laughs> you just gotta work through it. And I, I like the twist at the end where it turns out Big Lou was a girl. Um, that That's no disrespect to any any girls in terms of like toughness or anything. Uh, I just I just like the twist of it itself, kind of like how Samus Aran turned out to be a girl for the first time in that Metroid game on NES when, uh, you know, they revealed the, the helmet taking off at the end. So it's it's a, it's a good fun time that's that you can relate to as a kid in the 90s and uh, that quote is endlessly replayable, you know, no matter where you share it. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot more great sick burns that I'm sure Alex will edit in right here. <laughs> Why are you always dissing Goop? I don't do your friends like that. Oh no. What about Dion? You're always mean to her. That's different. Dion's a social misfit. <laughs> so you had a fight, huh? Who won? Leave me alone. Lost, huh? <laughs> Come on, Didi. We've got to get you cleaned up or else Mom and Daddy will find out you've been fighting. Looks like Big Lou did all the fighting. <laughs> and we are about to have a very similar repeat of our rating from um, the Kendall Gill episode uh, because I am the stick in the mud on this one. Oh, no. Uh, I going back and putting things up on Facebook and Instagram and uh, before I had a chance to rewatch the series every time I bring this up there's always people who always want to throw out goo punch there's always people who want to th throw out don't hold your breath and I remembered every single one of those then someone started putting hit me like, what hit me what and, and I this this episode was completely gone from my memory. I, I remembered nothing of this. I didn't remember the quote. I didn't remember the story. Nothing. <coughs> and uh, whenever I see people in the comments section, oh, I love this show. Hit me. What are you talking about? What? What it? And then more and more people would say it. I'm like, it's. <coughs> they must be referring to the Hey Arnold, the Hey Arnold episode. 24 hours to live where he's like, don't hit me. I'll hit me. You know, when he's facing up, up against Harold, which is another bully centered episode, which I find interesting. 
I can just imagine though. I can just imagine just scrolling. Like you can see it hit me. Like, me hit me and then you keep scrolling i was confused i was like are are you wanting me to hit up with more quotes or are you wanting me to hit you up with with some of the episodes what 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 do you want and then someone else said it i'm like what are you guys talking about and i i mean i was thoroughly confused because i mean it's it's facebook no one ever says that it's a quote they just put the words i'm like what are you doing is this the latest thing now? Is everyone using this as a way to... to... One of the reasons social media media diminishes like the pure moments that really capture people's attention in the first place. But uh, I, I had no memory of this episode in the slightest. And then I went back and watched the whole series again, got to this episode, and I still don't remember it. I don't... Have, I, I mean, yeah, it's been the entire series up to this point. It's been... Oh yeah, I remember this now. I completely forgot about this one. This one, nope. It, it was Roundhouse. Uh, it was gone. Every bit of my memory from this show was gone until I became an adult and fell in love with the series. Uh, the My Brother and Me bully episode, no recollection in the slightest. Uh, so whenever it got to the hit me line, I was, oh... Okay. Well, don't I feel like a jackass? Uh, but uh, th- that was it. Uh, but it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Hit, it didn't hit me uh, as much as it did everybody else. Uh, I've I've seen again the the bully trope. We we've seen it done many 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 times on many other shows, and it's been done better on other shows but again all of these tropes had been done better on other shows uh this was nickelodeon getting their feet wet with this kind of a sitcom so uh i i'm not going to give it a c because i don't think it's an average episode uh because obviously it's very well loved by the uh, nickelodeon community uh it just didn't resonate with me uh, even now it doesn't really resonate with me uh until somebody says it Oh yeah, that's a thing. Uh, that that's really where my brain is. It it has not connected until someone else says it. I'm like oh yeah, that's a thing. So it, it's a it's a B for me. Honestly, I feel like if they would have went on the season two, this could have been one of their catchphrases. Because D was still young, he could have had more bullets, or or it could have just even said that to Alfie just. Like I could have just hit yeah yeah hit me and I'm gonna tell mom say something like that you know I don't know mm-hmm. but and say it the same way too yeah 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 since she's so bad you wanna take you wanna take something of mine hit me I'm gonna tell mom you know something but hit me I feel yeah. like, I feel like that that could, maybe it's just because of that one scene is what for some people makes it like this is its own show and that yeah, one scene probably something that, yeah. I think that one scene is something that just you think about the whole show in that one little moment. You can literally like this episode and maybe one more episode you can just be like hey, yeah. If you want to watch the show want to know what it's about. Maybe this is one of the episodes to play because this is just how the show, this is that dynamic of the show. Yeah. Basically D has a problem. Alfie and Go try to help him mm-hmm. while Alfie and Go try to do their own thing. So Man, Alex, you kept us from the Splat Attack Pantheon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Maybe your tone will change when we do a formal episode review. It, and it might, but uh, I, I, I think the problem is it was ruined for you before you even got into it because I saw it in its pure form back when I was a kid. So I had I had time for the nostalgia to to marinate. Since I, I'm sure I had seen it as a kid, uh, as many times as it was on TV, and I never missed it when I knew it was on. But this, I, I, this one's gone. It, it, I have no childhood memory of this episode for some reason. I don't know why, but I don't. That's fine. I respect your opinion. So the nostalgia didn't hit you. Yeah, no, no, no nostalgia on that episode, unfortunately. Uh, but again, it's not a bad episode. It just didn't, it didn't hit me in the feels as it had so many others. Well, I mean, on that, on that punchy note let's uh let's recap our uh, ranking uh grades real quick and then give the series rating overall before we jump into our segment of the episode uh so going back to the top uh with with uh the quest for kendall's autograph uh aka the charity uh i gave it a triple s Alex gave it a triple S and Prime gave it a C. So interesting. We start and end with episodes that are really strong for two people, but not so much for the other person. Kendall and Gale. Then, uh, Kendall Gale. I'm sorry. If it was Michael Jordan or Scotty Pittman or Dennis Rodman. Not even if it was Steve Kerr. Like, I don't know. Steve Kerr at the time. I have no idea. Okay. We'll have to go back in a time machine so that you can replace Kendall Gill so that we can give this a better that rating. Be nice. I, will, I will replace Kendall Gill with like a 90, what was this? 90, 94? 94. 94. Yeah. That's why I'm wearing the Green Day shirt because it came out that year. <laughs> I will I will replace him with like a Grant Hill or somebody. I don't know. Somebody. Okay. Somebody that, that's young still. So this one we give uh, triple S, triple S and C. And then the jokes on you, which is the practical joke war uh, also. Uh, I gave this a double S, Alex gave it an A, and Prime gave it a B. Uh, Sensitive Goo, which is also the weekend Aunt Helen came, I gave that one a B, Alex gave that one a B, and Prime gave it a C. Uh, Real Men Don't Wear Tights, aka the Robin Hood play, I gave that one an A, Alex gave that one a B, and Prime gave that one an A. Uh, Hit the Open Man, which is also the basketball tryouts, I gave that one a double S, Alex gave that one an A, and Prime gave that one a B. Uh, For A Stranger Among Us, we all gave it a C, oddly enough. Uh, For Partners, which is also known as Dee Dee's Girlfriend, we all gave it A's. Uh, For Dee Dee's Haircut, uh, Alex and I gave it a double S, and Prime gave it an A. Uh, For Nobody's Baby, which is also known as Dee Dee Runs Away, I gave it a C, and Alex and Prime gave it B's. For Dance, uh, aka Donnell's Birthday Party, I gave it an S, Alex gave it an A, and Prime gave it an S. For the surprise, I gave it a B, Alex and Prime gave it A's. For candy sale, I gave it an S, Alex gave it an S, and Prime gave it a B. And lastly, for the bully, uh, I gave it a triple S, Alex gave it a B, and Prime gave it a triple S as well. So surprisingly, there are no D's or F's here. And uh, there are a couple of instances where we all had the same grade. Which just goes to show there really is no bad episode of My Brother and Me. There isn't. Yeah. There isn't. Well, the snake episode. But, but even that, that's not awful. That's not like uh, akin to Muscular Beaver 3 or the Guts SNS game, which I gave Fs yeah, for. It's, it's, probably, <laughs> it's the weakest of the series, but I wouldn't really say it's a yeah, bad yeah. episode. It's still solid. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. But then when you obviously when we're ranking all of them, you're like, okay, well, this one is obviously. But yes, no, it's not yeah, bad. Not, not bad by yeah. imagination, but so so with that being said, what would you grade the series overall? Oh, I'll give this a B. Okay. B B or I I'll stick to a B. It's like it's not perfect, but they didn't give it time to grow. I'm gonna give this one an A, Splatsalent. Um I think overall, you know, I, I graded most of these higher than the others and Maybe I might be biased, uh, or maybe I just give out high grades easily. I'm not really sure, but I do know that I love this episode. I mean, I love this series, and I love revisiting it. And every time I watch it with my fiance or my siblings, we always laugh at it at the at the dialogue or like some of the situations. And it just really brings us back to a a fun, memorable time when we grew up. And you know, I didn't expect to enjoy the show or even get into it when I first saw it premiere in 1994. But I'm pleasantly surprised that it's still a part of my life today. So for that, I got to give it an A. And I I don't really have much to add that you haven't already said. I, yes, I fully agree. I give it an A as well. Uh, I loved this series as a kid, and I still love it now. Uh, I was really afraid that this show was, was going to fall into that uh, Nickelodeon purgatory where you've got no DVD releases of it, like uh, all that and Welcome Freshman and things like that. So when they finally did do the Amazon DVD burn, I was really, really happy, and I had to get on that ASAP. Uh, now they don't have them available anymore, Me too. unfortunately. Uh, there for a while, they had them available for uh, Amazon download. Uh, they still might have some. Uh, I don't know. But uh, it's still not on Paramount Plus, uh, which uh, is is um, uh, a crime. But uh, it it was a fun show. It was a very fun show. Uh, the for doing the traditional tropes that you'd see for sitcoms was well done for kids, and that's their target audience. And obviously, it connected with their audience because every single time this gets brought up. Yeah, there people come out the woodwork in the comment section of how much they loved the show as a kid, and it's still surprising to how many people that this is only 13 episodes because there will be people who swore there's got to be more episodes than this because this thing was on TV for a long time because it, it re ran forever, but it was mm -hmm. the same 13 episodes. Yeah, who knew it could get so much oomph out of just a small offering? Um, and obviously, it's like too late for like a reunion or anything like that because of you know where most of the actors went up went and the directors and some people passing away but you know i think there could be a potential for reboot if enough people see the the possibilities in here to like i don't want to say modernize it but like somehow adapt it where it still feels faithful to the original i think that a possibility exists it's just up to see who who would actually want it and how it would be executed um, but in regards to the DVD before, I actually have it right here um, that you guys got to check out. And I jumped on it as well as soon as I saw it as a Amazon made-on-demand DVD because I knew those things don't last long. And, like, around 2019, 2020, they phased all yeah. of them out. So, you know, that was just one of those moments where I'm like, quick, get all the DVDs before they don't have them again. Um, and that was one of them. And I, it's one of my more treasured uh, Nickelodeon DVDs in my collection. Uh, as a result, just because of all the all the special instances and the moment in time where it became a thing for kids. And I'm going to give one uh, shameless plug 
But uh, I had the great honor to be able to interview Jim Coleman, who was Roger. Uh, I got to do an, an exclusive with him. It was actually my last exclusive that I that oh, wow. I had done uh, because Splat Attack has taken pretty much most of my focus, so I haven't really gotten to do exclusives as much. But uh, I had tried for a while to get a hold of him, and when I finally did, he was he was very fun. Uh, his his daughter got in on the uh, in the comments section and the questions, and that was really fun. But I will leave a link in the description if you'd like to see the interview that I had with him, where he goes into some of his memories, where about filming the show, uh, my brother and me, as well as the rest of his career. But uh, we do spend quite a bit of time talking about my brother and me, so check that out. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out after this episode too, because I'm curious to see what he's like after all these. Very years sweet. And uh, how how he Very remembers sweet, it. Babe. Yeah. Hopefully, we can have him on the podcast for an episode review, like a more yes. detailed one, instead of just the ranking. Um, cool. Any final thoughts before we jump into our segment for today? Uh, I'm good. I don't got no final <laughs> thoughts. You know. See what's going. You don't, see what you don't need me to hit you. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say that when he said, "I wonder what the dad is up to," but I didn't want to. I didn't want to keep it going. He's, so he's drinking good punch <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> uh, all right, that's enough silliness. Let's uh, jump into say what. Say what. Say what. Say what. Say what. Uh, so for say what, uh, we're gonna do a round of you know quotes from the show and uh, Prime and Alex are going to guess what who said it basically. And I'm gonna keep points just for fun. And uh, you know, we'll roll right along here. Let me just get a pen so I can actually write it down and score. All right, I'm back. Got my writing stick and I'm ready to go. So basically just like buzz in or raise your hand or however you want to chime in on Zoom. And uh, <laughs> Headbutt. You know, whoever, whoever. <laughs> no. If you want, you just might break your camera. I'll, I'll break the microphone is what I'll end up doing. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll say it and whoever like rings in or buzzes in first and gets it correct, they'll get a point. Uh, we're not going to do a tiered point system like think fast to make the grade. Uh, it'll just be one point if you get it right. Okay, so question number one, or rather quote number one. Who said it? I don't like any girls except Melanie. Did you buzz in, in there? Any idea, Prime? <laughs> I think there's uh, uh, Alfie trying to suck up to Melody to get something like a money or something. I, I think that was Dee uh, Dee uh, on the episode, uh, the partners episode, because they were all ragging him about the Etsy girlfriend. You know, I don't like girls. Well, the answer is Dee Dee yes. from the partners episode. So there you go. I don't like any girls except for Melanie. One point for Alex. Quote number two. It's not ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> I know that one. Prime, do you know? I might as well let you take it. You don't need to take it. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite quote. That's Alfie. I, I forgot yeah. what the episode was, but... <laughs> he, he, said, he's, he says it a couple of times. I think it's from... Um, mm. See that yeah. one. That one sticks with me more than hit me. Yeah. It's it's very similar to like when he says, it's not stinky, it's stanky. Stanky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very similar. I like that. 
All right, two points, Alex. Uh, zero prime, but you can still catch up. Okay, hands on your bars for this one. Quote three, don't hold your breath. To give Alex a bone, to give Alex a bone, I'm going to go out on left field and say the dad, even though I know the dad didn't say it. I want, I want to do a comeback. Okay. Everyone likes an underdog when they're given a bone. <laughs> so that's why I had to make sure it wasn't, of course, when you come back. But yes. And Alex? Uh, Melanie. Uh, Donnell. Which is it? <laughs> Donnell. All right. Donnell is correct. And Bonus pool. Okay. I was just going to say that. Okay. Yeah. So Donnell is mom. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Is that four? Uh, no, don't count the bonus. Okay, okay. No. it's three. Just, so you're three to zero. You're, you're you're up three. Just know that you're up three. So, all right, come okay. on, come, come on, Prime. Okay, moving on. Quote number four. Play nice, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Quote four. Who said it? I love birthday parties. You get to eat all the ice cream, cake, and candy you want. All right, come on, Prime. Uh, I I don't I don't. Uh, it would just be—it'd be pure guess on my end. I don't know so what I forgot what his name is. The kid with the glasses. Though. Can you can you give me anything on that? I mean, I, if his if name? it's if it's him, I would. Say I said I. Daniel's. Daniel's friend. Right. Yeah. It's the one I look like. <laughs> Fred Wilson Jr. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I really forgot. I forgot his name. Is it not? Is it not Harry or something? Harry's correct. You said it. Oh, so okay. I'm nice. Okay. I was trying to get that out of you. <laughs> I love birthday parties. You get to eat all the ice cream, cake, and candy you want. Yeah. Yeah, he loves ice cream more than girls, apparently. And I also love ice cream, as I mentioned in our Salute Your Shorts episode, so go figure. Um, quote five. Who said it? Miss Plaqueman, that dental game? Please. I'd rather have that lame fuzzy wuzzy game. Come on, at least throw me throw in Street Brawler. Prime. Is that goo? That is goo. Okay. He hates that game. Miss Plaqueman, that dental game? Please. I'd rather have that lame fuzzy wuzzy game. Come on, man. At least throw in Street Brawler. Prime 2, Alex 3. Who's next? All right. Quote 6. Yeah, we still got some time. Four questions left. Okay, who said this one? This is a long one, so pay attention. I'll just tell him you said no. He'll understand. But then what if he doesn't understand? He'll be hurt by that my best friend dissed his cousin, and then Tracy will never talk to him again, and then Tim will never talk to me again, and then I'll be sad and never talk to you again, and then I'll fall into a deep depression because you ruined three lives. Who said it? Alex? That, that's Dion. That is indeed Dion, and yes, I had to do that because... It's the most grating, irritating she does things she does on the show that I can't stand is the whole slippery slope yep. what yep. if negativity. I'll just tell him you said no. He'll understand. Sure he will. But then what if he doesn't understand? He'll be hurt that my best friend dissed his cousin. And then Tracy won't ever talk to him again. And then Tim won't ever talk to me again. And then I'll be upset and won't ever talk to you again. And you'll fall into a deep depression because you ruined three lives. Okay. So yeah, you get that one. Alex four to prime two. All right, uh, number seven, who said it? Did I ever tell you that your presence gives me an urge to hurl? <laughs> Do you know what, Prime? Um, 
It'll it, it'd be a guess on my end. I have an educated guess, but uh, Melanie. That that was my guess too, but you got it first. Prime got it, Melanie from the Candy Sale episode. Nice. The goo, in response to Goo. Did I ever tell you that your presence fills a room with sunshine? <laughs> Did I ever tell you that your presence gives me the urge to hurl? Okay, Alex four, Prime three. Still right. anyone's game. Got a game. I like this. This is actually competitive. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, quote eight. Who said it? Memory. While I remember the time your Uncle Lawrence and I entered a pie eating, isn't that chicken tasty? This is a trick one because two people said it. Well. Alex. Well, the first one is Roger because he was the only one that told the Uncle Lawrence stories. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess uh, the mom, Jennifer, because she was the only one who was ever interested in his stories. Yeah, you got it. Roger hey. and Jennifer Parker from Hit the Open Man episode. Remember. <laughs> well, I remember the time your Uncle Lawrence and I entered a pie-eating country. Isn't this chicken tasty? Alex is five, Prime is three. All right. Um, quote nine. Who said it? Did you say water? Oh, I've got plenty of water. 25 cents a glass. <laughs> Kim, okay. Kim, Kim Whitley, I think, was the actress's name for this yes. character. Yeah. But I, I don't know the, the, the character's name. But but no, it's it, it's the comic book store owner, you know, because she's always everything. Well, not get, but everything, you know, charging for everything. Yeah, you glass, you want a glass of water? Sure, here's a glass, 25 cents. She's literally the Mr. Krabs of this show before SpongeBob. I mean, they did literally sit down and have a full meal, and then they put it in their pockets and like, we don't got no money. She was like, that was the, that was the prank episode, wasn't it? Whenever their their mouths were hot or something. Yes, that's drink. exactly where that quote was from. Yeah. Did you say water? Yeah, well, I've got plenty of water. Twenty five cent a glass. Yeah, it was Miss Pickney, the comic book store owner. Pickney. Yeah. So I'll give that to you because you're close. Uh, Prime, you better catch up. I might have to throw in some bonus questions for you. Um, let's hey, see. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna. I, my my uh, my beginning. Uh, strategy was not I, I was gonna i was gonna be like, all right you, you should have kept that bone that you gave away yeah. okay, okay so uh quote, <laughs> quote 10 ah mumbo jumbo gumbo just like my dad taught me who said it now i want to say this sounds like roger mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely roger. it is so it is okay 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 you got it Ooh, I can I can hear that. Mm. Mumbo jumbo gumbo, just like my daddy told. Uh, so the score is Alex has six, Prime has four. Do you wanna do you wanna declare Alex the winner, or do you want me to throw in some bonus quotes so you can catch up? Let's, let's throw in some bonus quotes. Go okay, for it. we'll make it interesting. The extended round. So I'm gonna use as many sick burns that I took notes on, and you guys oh, just have no. to. This is the lightning round, so anything can happen. I'm gonna say as many sick burns as I have in my notes, and you're just gonna have to say who said it, and whoever says it first gets the point, okay? okay. So we, we gotta put in some lightning special effects here to make it more intense, because this is a say what first. Okay, uh, who said it? You're not wiping it off, you're rubbing it in. D. Uh, goo. Nope. No, 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 that was the kiss. Uh, Dion. 
Nope. Don Donnell. Oh, okay. No one got that Don one. Donnell. I meant Donnell, and I said Dion. But, yeah. Sorry, I, I had to take your first answer. No, no, no. I'm not arguing. Okay. Okay, next one. Another six burn. Since you're a playboy now, maybe you need to leave these clowns to hang with us. Alfie. That was the can. That was the candy cell. Alfie, he got it. Nice. He got it. Prime is now at five. Alex is at six. Catching up. Okay. Um, here's another one. You better walk behind us, chump. Yeah, way behind. Goo and Alfie. Correct. Yeah, that's when that's when he had the uh, hoop, there it is shirt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, point for Alex. Okay, so my brother's been acting goofy lately. He ain't acting. Melanie. Nope. Mm. Uh, the whole thing or the two people that say it's two people. Two people. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Don't overthink it. Uh, no, no, I want to say it's Alfie and Goo, but. If it was yeah. Didi, who would Didi be talking to? Like, who would respond like that? So, yeah, it, it was Alfie yeah. and Goo. Okay, be like me. I'd rather be on punishment. This is two people again. Um, Melanie and Alfie. Ding, ding, ding! You got that. So now Alex is at uh, eight, and Prime is at six. Uh, next one, Michael Jackson looks like Goo with an afro. Now he looks like Harry with wet hair. <laughs> this is two people again. Alfie and D. Yes. Oh, nice. The point. Yeah, that was a deep cut. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that one. Uh, okay, here's another one. To help you out, here's a little cash. Yeah, real little. Two people again. Oh, D and uh, Alfie. Nope. No. Oh, that's um, not. Oh, yeah. I thought that's when he, when I'll, he uh, I'll give ran you away. That's that's uh, Roger. And um, Alfie? Yes, you got it. Okay. Here's another one. This is all your fault, Moo. What did I do? You were born. Goo and Moo? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, that's it. I think he got 10, so. I ran out. Yeah, he got 10. Prime got 7. So you're the, the winner, Alex. Defending champion, you you won our first lightning round of say what? Who would have thought? Another spy attack first. It was the first lightning round. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll have to do more of those in the future to spice things up. But uh, I'm sure we're both very, all three of us are very tired of talking about my brother and me now after reminiscing about the entire series. So uh, let, let's close this bad boy down, shall we? Before I make some more embarrassing uh, '90s hip hop puns. <laughs> Uh, so, Slimesters who are listening or watching at home, which My Brother Me episodes rise to the top and sink to the bottom for you? Let us know via email at splatattack2021 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at splatattackpodcast or even send us some comments in the section in the comments section of YouTube uh, at splatattackpodcast channel. Uh, thank you, Prime, for being here today. We had yes, a blast. Thank you. You know, finally having you on the podcast and going over the show with us. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, before we head out, <coughs> I don't know. Uh, just uh, follow the podcast Prime Nostalgia. We listen to it first and follow it. We're on hiatus, coming back, and uh, follow KVNG Prime Time. And that's that's it. I'm keeping short. So just... 
Okay. It was short and sweet. Love it. Short yeah. And sweet. I've listened. I've listened to your podcast before. I actually met you, and I really enjoy uh, quite the few topics that you've covered, including the all that episodes interview of uh, Kenan Thompson, uh, the Abby's Rad Art one, where you got to talk with her and pick her brain for like the Nicktoons bracket. Uh, a lot of great stuff there. So, guys, if you haven't heard of Prime Nostalgia, yeah. definitely check yeah. their stuff out. Yes, yeah. it's worth your time. Great show. There's lots of various uh, topics. Like one day we can be talking about a movie. Next day we can yeah. be ranking. You know, like like this ranking. Yeah, similar like this. Whatever. So. Yeah, it's just up and down, you know, depending on whatever I feel like that week or whatever we feel like coming up with. So, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of similar topics, for those who are interested, uh, this episode airs around the same time that we're doing our November Patreon bonus episode that's exclusive for there. And believe it or not, Prime's also going to join us for that. And it's going to be me and Monica versus um, Alex and Megan. And we're going to be doing our version of a Michael Jackson elimination bracket because we were so inspired by your episode, Prime, that we just had to give our Splatex spin on it. So uh, we can't wait to see all you there and uh, see how it turns out as the number one music video uh, of Michael Jackson's like vast library. Uh, see which one makes vast it to the library. top. Even on ours, we had like maybe six or seven that didn't make it. So yeah, 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 I know. There's so many to consider, but we picked 26 music videos, and we're gonna see what uh, you know what gets there. And if you want to prepare for it, Slimesters, check out their episode of the Michael Jackson Elimination Bracket, so you can compare and contrast the two. And I think that's part of the fun. All right. With that being said, uh, Alex, will you drain the slime tank for us, please? Aye, aye, cool captain. Don't forget, you promised to play Fuzzy Wuzzy with DD and Prime today, so you better bust out the board. Oh man, not that kitty game again. That's whack. <laughs> Prime, you want to help me out here? Do you want to play with DD instead? <laughs> Get me out of this? I think it's just you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm too cool to hang with you, I guess. You're uh, your best buds with Alfie and Goo, but... Uh... Oh, well, at least this goo punch will help me get through another round of Fuzzy Wuzzy because I know it's Didi's favorite game. Uh, spot you later, Slimesters. Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Nighty night. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple. What do we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. You're on, Nick. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Bye-bye. Oh, So Kendall, what's your favorite ice cream? You think you're so bad.